Hi, you entrepreneurs. Today we have Ram. He is the CEO and founder of My Herb Farm and the owner of San Diego Herbal Medicine and Acupuncture. These are just a couple of his businesses and a couple of his successes. He actually goes in detail in the podcast about his failures. So anyone listening, it's not about basically how you fail, but as long as you learn from it. Listen to this episode, subscribe, tell your friends, and hopefully you get some great tidbits. Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with real estate agent Vinny SD. All right. Thank you, Rom, for getting the platform. Um, so as we kind of talked about already, serial entrepreneur you jack of all trades i was trying to write a whole list of all this kind of stuff and i was like you know what let's just let's just get into it yeah let's do it so yeah so uh i prefer that title because uh um i've dabbled in many different industries but uh, at the end of the day it just all comes down to entrepreneurship so it's a it's a i don't know if it's a personality type it's a mindset it's something along those lines that could be applied anyway we're going to get into the history and all like the business consulting and all that kind of stuff. We'll get into that. Mm -hmm. So right now, just so people have kind of insight into, to who you are, you are currently working on a uh, app, right? You said, yeah. So um, it ties into what I'm uh, heavily into right now. I've been practicing uh, integrative medicine for the last uh, seven years. I opened a clinic here locally in Bankers Hill, uh, Hillcrest area. We've got about 10 doctors. We do herbal medicine. We do acupuncture. I, uh, um, we have a physical therapist in there. We have a full pharmacy. We have a full herbal pharmacy. Um, so integrative medicine is my thing right now. And uh, um, in that process, I, uh, um, with my business partner and I, we developed some software to further take herbal medicine um, to help introduce herbal medicine on a larger scale to um, the United States. I like how you said that right there. Integrated medicine is my thing right now. Like, <laughs> I've had a lot of interviews and everyone's talking, never says that. They never say it is my thing right now. And that shows to the extent of how many businesses you've built. Yeah, you know, but this one I think I'm a lifer for. I think it's always going to be a part of me um, because it's a, it's a lifestyle. It's medicine. You know, I, uh, I'm a primary care uh, a physician. So basically um, people are coming to me with um, any disorder. So like at heart, um, uh, at heart, I'm a practitioner. I, I practice medicine. But um, yeah, right now is uh, the projects that I'm working on right now are herbal medicine. So I can usually kind of start getting a gauge of kind of somewhat of a history of an individual. And yeah. you're talking about, you know, you've had the the consulting, you've had this, you but you at heart, you're a practitioner. Like I have no clue. Where so were you in like med school before? What what happened? Walk me through like your past. All right, so this is how it started. Uh, um, I was part. I was uh, studying chemistry at University of Washington in Seattle um, until I volunteered. I was pre med until I volunteered uh, at the UW Medical Center, and uh, um, I really didn't like the feel of the hospital setting and uh, a lot of stuff that was going on. The the uh, politics and then insurance um, and the way that things were operating. So I had a change of heart and then I started studying entrepreneurship at UW, which is like, I think at that time it was the first, um, 
it was the first entrepreneurial program in the United States, I believe. Wow. So um, that's something you guys could look up. I do believe it was that. And uh, it was a, one of its kind. And this is University of Washington during the dot-com boom. So everybody did well. You come up with any idea, you did well. So um, that's how it all started. And then uh, um, so I got a little background on the sciences and some medicine. Uh, always been a fan of uh, philosophy. So Eastern philosophies, Taoism, um, and a lot of uh, herbal medicine I've been into even uh, prior to uh, what I'm doing now. I'm talking in the teens. And uh, when I graduated college, they recruited all of us, you know, big, big salaries. Microsoft recruited us. They're fighting over us. And, you know, Amazon, everybody was. And uh, I was like, nah, I don't like this. I moved to San Diego. I got out of there and uh, opened up a health, health food cafe on the beach in PB. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, you know, this wasn't my thing. I couldn't see myself in a cubicle. So wait, how did that idea come from? How did you pick a health cafe on the beach? Yeah, so, you know, I've always been ethical with my businesses, uh, even what I'm doing right now, every single one of them. I, I try to combine a cause and my, my personal philosophy into every single one of them. And, you know, that's where my secret juice comes from. When I'm tired um, or if you're... You never feel overworked when you're when you got when you have a cause, right? Yeah. So you're fighting for something, and in this case was I want to provide healthy options for people um, to eat, right? Um, and back then, this is I'm talking 2002, 2003. I was 22 years old. Um, I started importing acai from Brazil. I was one of the first people to do it. Um, I think I was on the Travel Channel for it, but uh, um, yeah. So I was like, let's let's have a cause. So health food was my, my first cause right out of college. So how did you, I mean, how did you learn how to get a loan? Was it all through schooling? Was it? I mean, no, man. I, this one, I jumped right in. It was easy. I mean, it's a health food cafe. It wasn't rocket science. I came from writing business plans for, you know, $100 million businesses. And this was like, all right, we'll make a menu, some smoothies, got to taste good. The operations wasn't complicated. Um, it just took a lot of... Um, you know, it just took a lot of hard work. Food industry is tough. Rum Jungle Cafe, um, it's been there so about 16, 16 years now. And I even think back of doing like a four-hour shift there, I get freaking panic attack. Like oh, wow. It's so hard. Food service is really hard. But, yeah, it didn't take too much know-how. Um, also because the timing was right. You know what I mean? Like people were ready to get health food. Like yeah. 2003. Right now, it's like the standard. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? But when I first started it, um, there was an educational curve. I had to educate people like, yeah, this is a power fruit. You know, acai is this thing. So we had to do this whole educational phase. But uh, that was difficult. But uh, um, the timing was right. And that's one of the things the listeners, if they're listening, timing is everything. I've had about 10 projects where I was just way too far ahead. Well, I mean, talking about kind of the knowledge base of, of training the the audience for your your product like I was uh, I had um, Jeff Fenster from Everbowl on here and so uh -huh. he kind of has a, a same kind of mindset on it and one of his he has two basic businesses one's basically the training of the individual of the mindset of eating right and the other one is the Everbowl business 
yep. right? And it's like, and with all these new fads, you're kind of like, okay, wait, is that something new? Is that how long? Yeah. So I, I totally understand. So did he you? Owes, he owes me some, uh, um, some free meals. I paved the path there for us. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. The people, I have to educate everybody. They're like, what is this purple stuff? I'm like, let me tell you about it. <laughs> Omegas. So, so how did that work when you, when you were at the front, like the, the front line, right. Of training yeah. people on this. Was it just walk-in and then you kind of had to describe what it was? Was it advertising pieces? What did you do to educate the masses? So with anything, and, and I wanted to talk about this and we'll go into it with uh, these other projects. The uh, piece of information, I think it was that email he sent me something to talk about. Basically, one thing I learned is no matter what you're doing, you have to become an expert in it. You have to be really good. You can't just like you have to know your product. You have to know your service and not just like a little bit, like you really have to know it. So when people walked in and they're like, what is this fruit bowl? I didn't say, oh, it tastes good. It's nice, isn't it? Right. I was like, oh, this right here, it's got omega six, omega three, omega nines. You know what that does, right? For heart health, blah, 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 blah. And I was just going off on people. I was more excited about the acai than they were, you know? So, so you, you remember that page. what's that? Do you remember your pitch? So if I walked in there, how, how, how would you describe what this bowl is? Oh man, I was really cool back then. You know, I used keywords, people walk in and I was like, they're like, what is this? I'm like, it's dank is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're like, what, who the hell is this guy? I'm like, look at it. It's dank. It's amazing. But let me tell you, it's, it's a health food, but it tastes good. You know, it's like, and he went right into it. So, so what happened next? So you, you built that place. And yep. then that it's still going, still going strong. And then when I can't you believe it's still going, it's a hole in the wall. It's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what happened was uh, I was like, okay, cool. Did the health food thing. Uh, how can I help more people? Um, so I went back and I went to this program. It's called Pacific College of Oriental Medicine. Freaking hard. It was a four year masters of science in traditional Chinese medicine. Um, studied that for four years. And then um, became a practitioner. Oh, wow. Yep. And in the meantime, I've been, I was doing business plans the whole time. So in the meantime, I was a business plan consultant for, uh, um, I don't know if you're familiar with this. They're called EB-5 visas for um, foreign nationals who want to open a company in the United States. Oh, wow. They, they have to write a business plan. And when they invest a million dollars, they get a green card. Oh, wow. So it's a way for foreign nationals who really want to invest heavily in the U.S. market to get like citizenship or um, permanent residency. Yeah. And so this whole time I was writing these big business plans like wind farms, energy, you name it. It was crazy. Casinos. And I would have like 30 days, 60 days to become an expert in that industry in order to write a business plan to know more than about the person who wants to do the business in that field. It was crazy. Wait, so you built the store out, right? In PV. Yep. And yep. then were you still, you're still doing plans at that time? Oh, yeah. I was knocking them out. It was crazy. Um, I'm were working right now. 12 hour days. I'd come home, jump on the computer. And mind you, like, I wasn't as workaholic. We would go, we would go out and get drunk. I was 23 years old. So we would go out after work and have drinks and so forth. And I'd be like, oh my God, I got to write this business plan. You know, I, I would. I would just hustle, you know, I just work hard. Wow. So I mean, most people are afraid that their their first business is well, 
any of their businesses are not going to make it. And you're actually helping other people start their business. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's that energy though. Um, outside of just, you know, the thinking about it and working hard, it's that energy, man. You just got to be, you got to wake up and be happy and work hard, put a smile on your face and just like, life's not that serious. <laughs> so, so how did, how did helping other people build these business plans out affect the transition to your next venture? So what it comes down to is critical thinking. Like, you know, I'm not a genius. Like, it, I know, you know, I studied the sciences. You know, I studied physics. <laughs> like, those people are geniuses. <laughs> like, basically, I learned that critical thinking. Like, you really got to sit down and think hard. You know, fortunately, I had that pressure on me. They're like, we need this business plan in two weeks. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to become an expert in wind energy in two weeks and knock out a 40-page business plan with financials. Holy shit. Right. So, but what it taught me is you could do it. You sit down and you think, and I'm sorry if I cuss a lot. No, you're um, fine. You sit down and you think really fucking hard. <laughs> you know, you look up resources, you read, you read, you read, and you, um, you, you really critically think about things. You break it down to its elements and then the opportunities start opening up there. You start recognizing patterns you start recognizing, you know, you get a little bit of piece of information here, a little bit of piece of information there. Next thing you know, you start recognizing the opportunity. So I, I think this is a, I mean, a very in, a, intriguing aspect of your life right there, building the business plan, especially for people listening right now. Yeah. Like, so <clears throat> for yourself, let's say how much information was given to you by the, the business owner, the individual is looking to start the business. Yeah. Compared to what you had to actually research and then kind of put together. Oh, my God. It was crazy. These are foreign nationals. So I got these Chinese citizens who I don't even know. They don't do stuff like that. They don't do business plans. So like, uh, um, they're like, I want to open a casino. I'm like, okay, cool. Send me all your data. Send me your financials, your projections. They're like, you're doing that. I'm like, yeah. Why do you like, where would you even start? Like, why do you want to do a casino? They're like, my friend said, that's a good business. And these are like very wealthy people. They're only paying like a few million bucks so they can get their, um, kids to school here hmm. so i had nothing i'm like you don't even know what you want to do so part of what i had to do is even recognize the opportunity and bs the audience like oh this investor recognized the opportunity like for example in in the casino in the video gaming sector of blackjack like i had to go find that stuff out you know like so it was like in-depth research right so that trained my brain is to really sit down and analyze things. So how do you verify or what platforms do you go to to verify that you're getting the real information? Because it's like we almost have an abundance of information out there with uh, websites and that kind of thing. And yeah. so verifying that it's actually real information. How do you do about that or what, what happened there? I like a lot of uh, university sites publish things. Okay. I, I tap into like for the casinos, I actually went into the um, UNLV, um, you know, Las Vegas, right? So like, yeah. I went into their databases and looked at some studies that were published. There are, a, for whatever you're thinking about, someone's started a business plan on it. Wow, okay. Right, and so I pulled from a lot of that. A lot of databases, like city databases, have uh, information. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of research. You just keep looking. So, okay, so you're, you built the thing in Pacific Beach, you built that yep. place. You, you're building the business plans, then what's next? So I studied medicine, 
which I love. I'm obsessed with medicine. So um, then I was like, you know, I'm not going to go work for someone. Let's build a clinic. No one has done an integrative clinic like this. Let's build a clinic. So I used some of the funds that I have um, that I had from the cafe. And right out of school, I, I found this awesome building in Bankers Hill. It was an old historic building. Um, spent two, three months, restored it, and uh, um, opened up San Diego Herbal Medicine and Acupuncture with three or four of my colleagues. And they were stoked because they didn't have to pay anything. I, I kind of fronted them until they got their practices going. <laughs> Um, in return for help setting the place up. Um, and so we opened up this clinic with the intention of being fully integrative. So over the years, we've had physical therapists, DOs, chiropractors, um, herbalists, acupuncturists, uh, naturopaths, everybody in there. And we all learn from each other. So that was really hard. It took about three years to get that going. And one thing the audience should know, this is not overnight stuff. This is like, how am I going to make rent every month for like 30 months? You know, same with Ram Jungle. It took forever for things to become profitable. You know, you get ready to be broke. Like you got to be okay being broke for a while. Was there ever a time where you got to a point where you're just like, man, I'm spreading myself so thin on all these different aspects that I need to basically give something up and just focus on, on one thing. So I teach that a lot. I tell people to do that a lot. So, um, You'll never get a business off the ground as a side hustle. Hmm. It doesn't work. I've yet to meet an entrepreneur who started a company and killed it on the side. <laughs> like, I challenge the audience to go find someone who started a company and just crushed it on the, as a side hustle. It doesn't work that way, right? So to, to, to what you're saying, um, I did. I brought in a manager and I put the cafe in his hands, fully train him and said, I don't even want to know what's going on for the next 24 months. Wow. Yep. Um, so you really do have to focus on things. I turned down the business plans, you know, yeah. Um, uh, everybody was asking me to write the business plans and you know, they're lucrative, you know, I'm charging 15, 20 grand a pop. And I was just like, uh, I can't do it. I just got to focus on this. And so uh, mm -hmm. at, at 20, 21 or 20 when did you open rum jungle 22 yeah i was 22 yeah 22 so how i mean the hiring process can be pretty difficult too especially at 22 to find the right manager yeah how, how was that so i didn't hire a manager until um i was done with the uh, med school part so okay. um i was 26 27 okay. at that point um and uh yeah you you're hitting on a really really uh big point here which is employee management right holy moly that's the hardest part of any business you know yeah because you have a focus i mean you know what you need to do but yeah. now leveraging other individuals that's yeah. the whole ball game and i'll say this uh, to the listeners out there you get what you pay for mm. you know and if you don't have the money to pay for it you pay in other ways like you support them in certain ways. Like my manager's family. We, uh, um, geez, I mean, like, I think he even helped put down the um, down payment for his first home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you just do with what you, what you have. It doesn't have to be monetary. 
you know, um, but you do have to pay. You, you, you get what you pay for. So it's worth paying a little bit more. Yeah. Um, sometimes a lot more, but it's, some, it's worth paying more and keeping someone who is loyal and reliable. But, you know, you go through like 10, 15 people before you find that person, unfortunately. So looking back at all the years to get to the point that you're at now, can you narrow down maybe one or two hurdles that have kind of been the biggest things that you had to kind of work through? Yep. I So these are my success stories, my man. <laughs> Let me talk to you about the failures. So while I'm doing this, I started four other companies. One of them was uh, called EcoBike. We were actually in the Union Tribune for it, I think. Um, it was called EcoBike in 2006. This is before any bike sharing came to the United States. I was like, bike sharing is going to kill it here. Wow. So we started EcoBike, blah, 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 blah. So it failed. Why did it fail? Two things that I learned. These are the hurdles. One, you got to be an expert at what you're doing. Okay? Especially if you don't have the funds, you don't have the money. Like, you either got to be the expert or have a ton of money to hire experts. And again, listeners out there, it's not like, oh, I have a hundred grand. No, a programmer costs 120 grand a year to hire. And you want five programmers. You know, you're looking at half a mil a year just for some programmers, you know, that's just salaries, right? So if you're not the programmer, right, it's gonna be tough. So um, become, become uh, that's the big lesson I learned is that's why I went and studied alternative medicines. I wanted to be an expert in that field. I didn't want to hire an expert in that field and open a clinic. I wanted to be the expert. So that was the hurdle. The hurdle was learning that because the, the, the industries where I failed in was areas or sectors where I was not the expert in. I had a great idea. But I was not the expert. What were the three? Can you can you tell us the three other failures? So that was a big one because I invested a lot of time and money into that one. Um, let me see a good one that I failed at. <laughs> uh, let's see. What's one that slipped through my fingers? Oh, okay. Yeah. So I came up with um, a note-taking device. It looked like a pen, but it was a electronic device for students when you're taking loans uh taking notes instead of highlighting use a like a you know highlighter you would use this pen and it would scan the information right onto your computer and you'd organize your notes if, oh, wow. yeah you know if you've studied a lot you know how important that would be i thought i saw something like this before a couple years yeah ago. it came out it broke my heart it came out like 12 years later though oh, okay i was on a plane and i'm like oh Look, this is like Sky Mall. I'm like, oh, look, we finally did it like 12 years later. But here's the thing. I wasn't an engineer, right? I didn't understand a lot of the engineering aspects. I love that. And my business partner and I talk about this all the time. Like ideas are a dime a dozen. I, we could sit down right now and come up with 10 ideas, you know, of how things should be done better. Am I an expert in it? Do I know what the hell I'm talking about? No. Right. So like I was not an engineer that understood hardware, you know, and the, the capabilities at that time of optical readers. I just knew it was a good idea. Right. So that one failed. Um, and these aren't like real failures. It's just like they never took off. It wasn't yeah. like it took off and had to file bankruptcy. 
they just they just never took off. And then the other one was um, I designed a concept called e courtrooms, and this was back in the day when the tech again. I was like all these. I was like way too ahead of the times. Um, we wanted to make all courtrooms electronic based and we could reanimate accidents instead of people going up with those white pieces of paper, you know, and drawing like with Sharpies about what happened. We would reanimate accidents and conditions and uh, um, it would be projected on a screen, which is now the standard, right? <laughs> like that's the standard. And I remember pitching this back in the day and they're like, oh, you're crazy. That's never going to happen. And uh, that one failed too. But again, I wasn't an expert in it. I wasn't able to be like, actually, yeah, look at the capabilities of these projectors now and this and that. And we've actually developed this, you know, we've developed a product that will project this and, you know, it'll plug right into your laptops or, you know what I mean? I was not the expert in that field. I just knew that would be good. So if right now, like if, let's say we have someone in college, they're just about to get in college, they're gonna wanna start their own business. What kind of mm-hmm. advice would you would you give that individual? Become an expert in something. Just be that expert, huh? Be an expert. I mean, being the guy with the ideas is awesome if you're like Elon Musk, right? You got like millions of dollars to throw at things, like you know. And to the to the new entrepreneurs, to your credit, you probably are amazing and you do have great ideas. But we're not all unless you come from you know um, one of these Ivy League schools where. You, you know, uh, my cousin goes to Stanford and he's like, oh, yeah, my roommate's dad is the CEO, of blah, blah, blah. You know, the guy down the street is blah, blah, blah. My girlfriend's mom is blah, blah, blah. Right. Like unless you come from that, you, you need tons of money, a lot of money to uh, to hire experts. So either you become an expert or hire experts. If you don't have the money, you better be the expert. <laughs> right. No, for sure. Well, talking about being an expert, what are you what are you learning now? Where's your your next focus going to be? So, I'm focusing on uh, e-commerce right now because uh, lifestyle. Uh, being in this medicine for as long as I've been, um, it's only been seven years. But one of the biggest things I treat right now is um, a lot of the health conditions that I treat right now are a result of the American lifestyle, um, which is very high stress. So um, we're stressed out without even knowing it. That's how stressed, that's how conditioned we are. (laughs) You know, our our brains have been trained to withhold and to like, um, to be able to handle this massive amount of stress at all time from kids. You know, you're being tested all the time and then school and then college and then, you know, uh, board exams and certification exams, licensing exams, and then work, you know, it's like, so for me, I want my family and I to be very healthy. And I wanted to create a platform where I would have an impact again on people, which is providing medicine. And that's how I go to sleep at night. I want to, I don't, I'm not just a hardcore capitalist. I want to provide a service, right? So my whole thing was, yes, I want to spread herbal medicine and make people better because of the success I have with my patients at the clinic. You know, I have a two week um, waiting list. I treat I work with the Olympic teams um, and uh, uh, I wanted to create a lifestyle where it was less stress. And I think e-commerce for me is a way um, 
of being able to have time to spend with my family. So we would get residual income and we could be working out of Spain. We love Argentina. We love these different countries and places that we go to. Um, I could work from anywhere um, from my laptop and uh, have a lifestyle that's less stressful. So um, that's what I'm working on right now. So I'm becoming an expert right now in software and e-commerce. Do you, and, and this is only from the short time that we, we've talked, yeah. like, and I don't know if I'm just kind of putting everything together, but yeah. it seems like your successes have been in the fields of health, while the, the yeah. failures that you kind of talked about didn't have any really true correlation to health. Yep. Isn't that amazing? And, you know, and that's what I've taught, I, I teach a lot is like everybody I consult for, everybody I talk to, people who really follow their like passion and like have a cause, like six, their success rate is through the roof. Cause that's what gets you up in the morning. Yeah. You know, like I, like Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, I'm in the clinic and I feel amazing. Like I can't wait to help my patients out. I know I got a full list. I'm like, Holy moly. I got 16 patients today. I got to go in there and deal with some crazy stuff anywhere from cancer to like IBS. Right. And, uh, or just a shoulder sprain, uh, strain. Um, but my heart's in it. It's so much easier to get up and work when your heart's in it. Right. Yeah. So I highly that that's been for me, health, wellness, all that stuff has been my passion. And, you know, that's a that's a nice observation. It's a great observation. My the ones I went in strictly for money have failed. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's I think for anyone listening right now, that's, that's a huge thing. Cause you talk about the health idea and just it shows with your success. I mean, if someone's if someone's looking to kind of fall like not follow your path, but find your businesses that you own, find they want some of your services. Is there a platform that has a kind of a directory to all of them or they just have to find based off of each? I'm, I'm hard to find. Um, I'm actually, that's the part that's lacking. Uh, I, I got so many complaints. We just did a convention of people walking up to me. They're like, yeah, I've called you and emailed you. Why don't you write me back? I'm like, I'm so hard to get a hold of because I'm juggling so many different projects. Yeah. I, I can't keep up with phone calls even. Uh, um, so the way to find me, is to make an appointment. Like I tell my patients, I'm like, you can't catch me unless you're in the room. Like we're one-on-one, right? So I'm, I'm at San Diego Herbal Medicine and Acupuncture. Um, that's for my patients. I specialize in orthopedic, but I also specialize in um, internal medicine. And um, I do a lot of burnout for a lot of entrepreneurs. I do, I do these sessions, this new thing. This might be uh, um, of interest to your listeners. So I started getting entrepreneurs that would come in. And so in the, in the, I call it a classroom, in my treatment rooms, I treat a lot of symptoms of burnout um, and mental health, like anxiety, depression, you know, all of these things. The biggest barrier to succeeding in business is mental health, in my opinion, right? Um, if you get anxiety every day, how productive are you going to be? If you're depressed, you can't get up and get to work. Um, if, you know, physically also, if you're not feeling good, you're not working hard, right? Your energy is not in it. So I treat a lot of entrepreneurs. We discuss some of their business, um, you know, and then uh, we really dig into their health. So mental health is a big thing that we do well, what? at the clinic. If- I know you said that sometimes we don't even know that we're going through anxiety or how the stress inside of us. Is there like a, I guess a way of yeah 
testing or something like that? <laughs> do, you, do you have this internal stress? Is there something like that? that you yeah, there is. So you, you'll know when you start getting sick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> basically, the symptoms. See, see what ha what's happening is the brain nowadays is has a higher capacity to handle stress. So I get all these type A, just everybody. It's not even just type A. You get people coming in who have the mental capacity to handle stress, but it doesn't mean that their bodies, their bodies are like punching bags because every time you're stressed, your body's producing these stress hormones, cortisol, you know, and your brain is like, oh, I'm fine. But your body is just taking a beating. We know during high stress that our immune systems are like barely functioning. Um, during high stress, our metabolism goes to nothing. You know, um, during high stress, you're in a sympathetic system that's fight or flight, right? And you're not in parasympathetic. That's when your joints heal. That's when the lining of your gut is repairing, you know, all the tissue in your body. So when you're stressed out, everything is falling apart. But your brain is like, oh, I'm fine. Let's do another two hours, right? So the symptoms you would see is a lot of digestive issues come from stress that people are unaware of. Um, like a lot of fatigue comes from it. Getting sick easily is a symptoms I see a lot. Um, and then mental health, high levels of, you know, I never used to be an anxious person. Now I get heart palpitations before I get on the phone, right? Or I've never was depressed before, but I think I'm depressed. Like, you know, for me to get up and get to my computer and log in takes me like an hour. And, wow. you know, and I was like worrying about things. So you're starting to get some serious um, side effects. And at 60, you get heart disease, you get all kinds of autoimmune issues. Like stress is to me the number one killer. Damn. So that's what I, that's the majority of what I treat in my clinic now. Uh, I, I don't know about everyone else listening, but I got to make an appointment with you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, San Diego Robo Medicine and Acupuncture. Ask for Ram. Uh, and to your listeners, how, you have a lot of listeners. Um, I only do referrals um, because of um, uh, that's how I set up my, my uh, practice. But to everybody who's listening and to you, uh, mention that uh, if you call the clinic, mention that uh, um, I was on this podcast. Yeah. And uh, they'll allow you to make an appointment. Awesome. Yeah. So well, Thanks again, Ron, for being on the platform. Thank you again for telling your story. I mean, I think there's a lot of words of wisdom, a lot of information there. It's too much. <laughs> no, it was great. I, I appreciate it. So everyone listening, uh, please subscribe, please share, tell your friends, and we'd love to hear your feedback. Thanks again. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to The Road to Growth, Success of an Entrepreneur. Please like, subscribe, and stay connected. Visit www.vinnysd.com. Yeah, I created a website. Hope to see you again next week. Team Vinny SD, signing off.